0: Hey guys, welcome to the 180C podcast. This is our second one-off episode, and like the last one, is not in routine with our regular episode releases. The main topic for this episode is to discuss our executive team recruitment and chat with former and current exec members on the future of the branch, as well as what it takes to be an executive for the 2022 term. We will return on point with our regular releases in routine with the fortnight next week though. Also, note there aren't any timestamps for this episode as there was a lot of detailed discussion about many different areas from the speaker's perspectives. So we thought it would be best to just listen and hear all the content rather than browsing to different areas. Check out our socials if you're keen on applying and of course, enjoy the episode. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the 1A DC podcast. We're due for another one-off episode again. So this time around the focus will be on our upcoming exec recruitment. We should have opened up by the time this episode launches. You may have heard about what our exec team get up to if you tune into the last one-off episode, but if not, then we'll give you a brief outline of the context you may need to apply or really understand the behind the scenes of what the exec team get up to. But I do have an exciting announcement for today. Uh, On this episode, we do have a couple of guests, but we also have a huge privilege of bringing on our current 1ADC UDML president, Francesca, to co-host this episode with me. Fan, I'll pass it over to you so you can introduce yourself and also introduce our guests for today.
1: Fantastic. Thank you so much, Kevin, um, for letting me co-host with you today. And we are very excited to bring in Jeff Shah and Jess Chen, who are both absolute treasures and are the president and the marketing director of 2020. Um, So a little bit about me, current president of 180 Melbourne this year. I'm currently in my final year of a Bachelor of Arts, majoring in economics and politics. In my spare time, I dabble in some music, so I'm doing a concurrent diploma at the Con. So a little bit about me, I'll pass on to you, Jess or Jeff.
2: Hey team, so I am Jeff. So I was, uh, I hopped on as a consultant in back in 2017, that makes me sound very old. I was lucky enough to lead the branch in 2020 and most recently I led the APAC region as part of the global leadership team outside. I am a business analyst at McKinsey and I have a background in environmental economics. I also dabble in music, uh, piano in particular, but Francesca is a far more qualified plus capable uh, than me in that regard. Over to you, Jess.
3: Awesome. Hi, I'm Jess and I was the marketing director at 180 last year, and um, that was when I joined 180 as well. Never was a consultant before. Um, I'm currently in my last semester of my Master of Marketing and Communications. I'm currently writing a thesis on the impact of corporate social responsibility. Um, in my free time, I also do dabble in music. I do play piano and clarinet. Have been enjoying that during lockdown. And yeah, off to you, Fran.
1: Fantastic. Thank you both very much for your introductions. Oh, I guess to kick things off in, um, in lieu of the podcast episode theme, um, this is a bit of a no-brainer, maybe a natural progression, but what led you to apply for 180 in the first place? I think, Jeff, for you, this was as a consultant, but obviously for you, Jess, um, you came in straight to the 180 exec. So um, maybe we could start with you, Jeff, and, and how you came across 180.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So I was, uh, I was a fresh first year uh, when, I, when I joined 180. So I was still quite new to university and adulthood for that matter. And for me, 180 was a brilliant chance to just use the skills, my very few skills that I learned from the classroom and actually apply it to real world problems and create a positive impact so as most of us know we we work primarily with with nonprofits and social enterprises and for me that was really appealing because I was able to you know use the skills for for a good for a good sort of positive outcome in society and that was the main draw card for me about 180.
1: Awesome um, absolutely um, I guess for our listeners who are perhaps unfamiliar with the structure of 180. um, When consultants and team leaders come to the club, they have the opportunity each semester to work with a client within the nonprofit um, social impact space. Um, So through consulting deliverables, they're able to really impact the operations and uh, magnify their social impact within whichever cause they are working in. Uh, Jess, how about yourself? How did you come across 180? And what led you to apply for
3: the 180 exec team? Yeah, so I think my experience is quite a unique one. So at that time, I think around September, I had just finished up at um, my role in advancement and also in TEDx Unimalp. So I was really looking for an organisation to join that really um, centred around social impact. And so I was looking around at the societies and organisations at the university and I came across 180 Degrees Consulting. Um, And I thought, wow, this is a really interesting organization. The concept of students doing pro bono work for -for non-for-profits is incredible, Um, wonderful for both, you know, the students and non-for-profits. And so I kind of left it there. And then a week later, I remember seeing a sponsored Facebook post for the exec team. And I was like, you know what, I'll just hop onto the link and submit my application and then I was emailed so that was my journey to applying to 180.
2: I never thought those uh, sponsored posts would be of uh, any value but that is very good to hear.
3: The previous marketing director must have um, really had just smashed you know, it absolutely <laughs>
2: smashed it.
1: That's so funny. You mentioned the previous marketing director, Jess. Um, So for those of us who might not know, Jeff um, was the previous events and marketing director in 2019 when those roles were combined. Um, Jeff, as you mentioned before, you came in as a consultant um, and I'd love to explore that a little further. Um, What was your journey like through through 180 and um, how did it evolve and lead on to the exec team?
2: Yeah, I think, I think I touched on it a little bit. I, I joined as a consultant and, and spent sort of three semesters doing project work, which was really fascinating. Got to work on a range of different projects uh, in different areas of the world, really. And one thing that I guess led me to apply for the exec was the opportunity to actually shape the organisation. I had a few ideas around what 180 could improve on and how we could be a better place and be a better sort of place to develop our consultants as well as create impacts for our clients, and that's that operationalized my desire to to really try and apply for the exec and shape something. So, I hopped on as a events slash marketing director in twenty nineteen where I sort of laid the groundwork. The, a lot of our events and marketing initiatives, those roles have since been split because I realized that I was doing too much, and that's what led to the uh, the, the separated roles starting last year and currently as well. Uh, so yeah, that, that was sort of twenty nineteen, and then twenty twenty. I had the pleasure of leading the organization through the first year of you know really Zoom zoom uni and that was a really interesting experience itself that i'm happy to elaborate on further a
0: bit later
1: fantastic thank you so much for sharing that jeff i guess marketing and and events this year having been in the exec now for about eight months Um, It's very impressive that you were able to undertake the mammoth work across both portfolios for the course of the year. Um, Jess, over to you. I guess in terms of 2020, Jeff touched on the fact that the exec team had to navigate quite unprecedented circumstances, if we're going to use the buzzword of last year. Um, How did you find your first year at 180 and your
3: experience leading the marketing portfolio? Yeah, definitely. So 2020 really took a turn when COVID hit and everything was online. So I remember us having one in-person event and then suddenly everything was online. I know the events and marketing portfolios are pretty close. And so I did work with um, the events director, Aiden, quite a bit, you know, doing marketing for online events, which most of them were very successful. Which was great i also thought that it was great how um anyone from anywhere could join a public event because they were online so that was definitely a positive positive. Um, and because we had time we also were able to start a new initiative the blog which you might have seen um if you haven't i would definitely recommend you reading it um, and scrolling down a bit because there are lots of articles on the exec and tips on how to apply to be an exec member or a consultant. So um, yeah, Aiden and I, we worked with a team of content writers last year to develop blogs and articles. And I think um, that's something that I'm really proud of and you know, is a bit of a legacy that I left. Really, really great. Thank you, Jess. Um, the
1: blog is fantastic. And here's a second buzz to everyone listening to check it out. There are some amazing blog posts last year Um, on thought leadership in in the social impact space. Um, This year we've transitioned more towards um, some internal posting on what our branch offers in terms of its capabilities but by the time this episode airs there may very well be another follow-on recruitment centred exec post so just keep up to date with our blog. Um, Jess you touched on 2020 and the blog being a major highlight and I'd like to extend this question to both you and Jeff what were some of the highlights working together in the exec team last year
2: yeah I think the biggest highlight and obviously it wasn't ideal being on zoom but sort of just touched on this a little bit was the fact that anybody really around the world could actually hop on to our public events and that was really useful because it really scaled our footprint that was number one and, and second, as execs, we could actually tune into events from other branches around the world as well. So, for example, I hopped on different meetings and different events from branches like Stockholm and, and branches in, in France and, and the U.S. And that was something that you, you genuinely just could not do pre-COVID. So there was definitely a plus side to it. And for us, we, I think we, we tried to adapt as best we could and, and make sure we kept our consultants and their well-being front of mind. And we were able to pull that off.
3: Yeah, definitely. I think um, I remember going to some events by Sydney and Monash, and it was great to just meet everyone online as well. Um, but I think for me, um, I really enjoyed um, like the community aspect of it because obviously during COVID, it was very, I guess, distant with online learning and everything. So to have 180 as a community, everyone checking up on each other on Slack and, you know, um, video calling the exec members every week or a few times a week, um, it was really nice to touch base. And so I think it really brought together mm. a sense of like closeness um, in, you
2: know, not so great times. Mm. Fran do you want to touch on your journey as well and, and your experience uh, at 180 especially for example last year in this?
1: Yeah for sure um, so I hopped on to 180 in 2018 No, 2019. So this was semester two and before everything went online. So I did have one good semester of of physically based consulting. I guess I was led to apply mostly because of two reasons. Firstly, I was studying a Bachelor of Arts and within the curriculum, you very much deal with with social impact and, and areas of general development. So that was a key interest of mine, going to uni and understanding how I could apply my limited skills to real world projects and that's what 180 enables. Secondly, in high school I had the opportunity to work um, as an intern at a very cool social venture capital fund and while I was not involved with any of the nitty gritty, um, I was able to see um, a really interesting integration between the business and the social impact space which again 180 is able to offer its students through its model. So when a couple of my friends at Sydney got involved, it seemed like um, a natural step to apply. After scrambling about 50 to 100 eggs at one of my client's digital offering events, um, I knew it was the place to be. And so I stuck on for the next year in, in COVID year when Jeff and Jess were on the exec. And in the first half of the year, um, I was a consultant in the second half of the year, I was lucky enough to lead one of the projects as a team leader. So, um, after many trivia nights and memes on the quarantine memes channel on our community Slack, I was very motivated to apply for our exec team and stay on and see what changes I could bring to the club moving forward with a very, very amazing team. So. Um, that's a little on my 180 journey there have been many clients that i've been lucky enough to to meet and work with and that's definitely a highlight of the entire process obviously the people are amazing as well jeff jess and kevin included so if you're listening on absolutely apply to the exec team um i feel like i probably should refrain from making these apply to the exact team plugs but that really is the The intent and and the moral of this episode it's a really great community to be a part of and the change that you can make is really quite amazing I guess moving into the general interview process and your experience having um, navigated an interview process for the exec team Jeff and Jess were there any particular applicant traits that that stood out in the exec recruitment process for you
3: Um, For me, I definitely think a genuine passion for social impact because at the end of the day, what differentiates us from the other consulting societies at the university is that we are a social impact pro bono consultancy. And so we just really want to see evidence of students having participated in organisations or volunteered in non-for-profits and then them coming to us with sort of a genuine passion and a genuine um, want to make a difference in the lives of other people and organizations. I think that's what we're really looking for.
2: Yeah. And and not being late is another one I eh, guess. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, look, my, my big one is just preparation. And Fran, you were amazing at that. But I think this is sort of from my experience when I was exec and then applying to be president. Uh, Callan Baxter who who was the president before me and shout out to Callan but he's he's the scariest interviewer so I had to definitely uh, prepare for anything any curveballs that might be thrown my way but I think if you are to hop on as an exec it's so so valuable to be really clear with what your vision is and what initiatives you would look to run when you're on board how are you going to make 180 a better place what are some concrete ideas rather than I'm going to you know, make the marketing portfolio better and they don't have to be fully fleshed out and they don't have to be you know, the perfect initiatives but just showing that you put some thought into it and that you have an idea if you were to start as a director tomorrow what you actually do is super super helpful and I think that really makes your application stand out from one that's just like you know what I think this is cool I'm keen to join but I have no idea as to what I'll actually do and I'll I assume that someone's just going to give me stuff to do because that's not it right you you're really driving your own portfolio and it's very self-starting so
3: yeah I definitely agree I also had um Kellen as an interview along with Jeff um and I was definitely (laughs) asked about my plans for my portfolio and so yeah being prepared is really important and also because every director has so much autonomy over um, their role. And so you can really go anywhere. For example, if you want to start a podcast, you start a podcast, if you want to start a blog, you do that. So um, you really do have so much autonomy and freedom. And so coming up with those ideas and presenting them is really important.
1: Absolutely. To echo Jeff and Jess's thoughts on the exec team, what really does make it shine is the amount of freedom within the exact process that you have to build those initiatives. It also helps that you have an entire branch and community of very, very passionate student volunteers. So if there is a blog, you almost know that you've got a base viewership. If you've got um, a new branch workshop that you want to air within a skills development or design thinking, you know, you've got 50 to 60 students who want to develop their skill set and apply that to their projects. I guess to, to continue on this theme on the amount of change and impact you can make as an executive in the team, Jess and Jeff, I'd love to know, I guess, some highlights of the exec team last year or the initiatives that you're most proud of. Jess, I know you talked earlier uh, on the launch of the blog as a member of the branch last year, that was such an incredible initiative to see happening. And I definitely kept track of all of those blog posts by our awesome blog writers.
3: Yeah, no, I think the blog was um, a really great initiative. Everyone on the Ezek were really on board with the process. Um, We did have four amazing content writers. We wouldn't have done it without them. So they are really the ones to thank for the blog being the way it is. And yeah, I think... um, the blog is something that, you know, future generations of 180 years can add to and they can also reflect back on, you know, say our years and see what we've done because um, I guess Jeff can touch more on this, but essentially every year 180 is so different because of the autonomy of the directors and so you can really go anywhere and, um, you know, add initiatives and events
2: and you know anything basically amazing Jess and do you want to talk to how you actually set up the blog and what the process was like just to give some color for the listeners who are wondering you know how do you actually get initiatives off the ground once you're in the role
3: yeah, so um, I think Jeff, um, myself and Aiden, the events director, we, I think we had a chat and we thought the blog would be a great idea just because um, we, um, well, I mean, I have a background in journalism and I thought, you know, this is something I can contribute towards. And so we had a discussion with the exec team. Everyone was on board and then we decided to, hosted on our website, um, which um, Jeff um, set up the previous year, which is wonderful. And then from then on, Aidan and I, we kind of spearheaded the project. We held meetings to kind of plan out the content, how many content writers we wanted, the recruitment process for the content writers. And so next up was recruiting the content writers. We had applications and interviews, the usual and afterwards, We onboarded them and um, introduced them to the rest of the exec and also the general 180 community. Um, We also had weekly meetings with the content writers and helped them develop their pieces for work. So essentially, if you're interested, um, we had um, one content writer post article per week. And so we would have you know, one piece a month from them, and we would rotate that. So yeah, I think they really enjoyed it. We also gave them opportunities to participate in our internal events. So for example, we had um, a women in consulting evening, and um, one of our um, female content writers, she came and she wrote an article about that. And that was really impactful for her. And she Ended up um, applying to be a consultant the next semester, which is great. That's what we like to see everyone on 180 progressing. So, you know, content writers being consultants, consultants being team leaders, et cetera. But yeah, at the end of the day, I think it was a really great experience for myself and the rest of the exec in leading a blog and a team of content writers, but also for them to develop their skills in writing because for most of them, it was their first time writing a blog.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I think like the biggest takeaway from that is you really do have just so much autonomy to do whatever you set your mind to. And if you have an idea, you can just make it happen, right? You don't need a tick of approval. Obviously you need buy-in from the rest of the exec, but you don't need to like jump through hoops, right? You, you think about it, you set a plan and then you just execute. And I think that's the beauty of it. You can really think big and, and make, make stuff happen. Uh, in terms of in terms of me, it might be useful to just give an overview as to how 180 changed throughout at least my tenure, in particular last year when it was remote, and to give listeners some, some insight as to what we set up last year. One, we, we set up Slack communities, for example, women at 180 and investing at 180, which was sort of like personal interest groups led by consultants or execs. And that really tried to help, or that really helped the way we communicate during Zoom times. Obviously, the the culture and the rapport side was something that we needed to really focus on, hone in on when when everyone was remote. And and that's the idea that uh, we, especially Jamie Waters, our our previous PNC director, came up with. and, And that was a huge hit. Second, we sort of revolutionized how consultants actually developed and trained so we set up a consultant development program and that was spearheaded by Callum McConville who was our consulting director he did some really good work actually formalizing what the training regime looked like for consultants Uh, third and, and this is trademarked by Will Henderson our vice president last year but we came up with this idea of doing intensive studies intensive projects that lasted about a third of the time but were you know double triple the intensity uh, during the winter semester break for university students and uh, he he coined the term win which is uh, which is um, a really good initiative to help consultants uh, stay engaged uh, throughout the winter break and have something to do outside of binging netflix during the break uh, and then yeah the last one was was blog which which Jess has uh, already mentioned so all of these things were really set up in the space of you know five or six months at the start of the year and given the lean nature of the organization uh, there's no real bureaucracy it's, it's pretty easy if you set your mind to it and are dedicated to to get stuff off the ground
3: yeah I think the quiz nights were my favorite and those the nights were fans. also epic they were fantastic yeah. <laughs>
1: the cooking channel was also fantastic but as jess and jeff said these changes live on and each year you have such a strong foundation as an incoming member of the exec team to scale your impact from the work of the previous exec team as an example last year and over my time at 180 i've i've had the privilege of having incredible mentors um, as older consultants in my team or my team leaders have, have always been around to provide guidance, whether this was project or, or career specific. I guess the foundation that, that you can build as an exec team, Jess and Jeff, um, would you have any recommendations or, or pieces of advice you might um, offer to anyone who's interested in, in the role looking to make an impact
2: on 180 in the future? I think my big one, obviously, prep, and I've talked about that, really just introspect, have a think about where you think you can add value. And the first point of call of that, I guess, is actually doing a diagnosis and figuring out what 180 does well and what you think could be improved. And if you're an external applicant, which we really encourage, we love external applicants, just just don't hesitate to, to, to reach out to the current director, reach out to Fran and have a chat. Fran, your inbox might be uh, inundated after this, but so happy to chat right about what 180 is, and all of us will have our own ideas as to how it could be improved. But yeah, so that that's the first, I guess, piece of advice is prep. the The second piece of advice is don't be afraid to think big as well. And changes are always important, but also make sure you complement it with just big ideas and where a We're an organisation that is changing obviously quite significantly. The landscape is changing. The clients we work with are changing year by year. And to stay up to date and to make sure that we're delivering the most impact to our clients as well as our consultants, that necessitates some degree of innovation and some degree of big thinking. So don't be afraid of actually thinking outside the box when you plan your initiatives. And if you are in the role, just think about what is the most value added and try to really 80-20 it and prioritise the initiatives that you think will deliver the most value.
3: Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, I would say the most important is recognise where you can add value because like we mentioned before, you do have a lot of autonomy. And so having those ideas coming with, you know, ideas for your portfolio is really valuable because we've, um, we'll be able to see that you've done your research and you're committed and you're not just someone who applies to a hundred organizations. And so I think zoning in and focusing on 180 is really important. And yeah, definitely contact the directors um, and the exec members if you have any questions, because I'm sure they'll be very happy to help.
1: Fantastic. Thank you both so much for your words of wisdom. I guess something else to consider is, again, to stress how much impact you have. You're not just shaping the experience of 60 of the brightest students across the university faculty. Um, You're playing an active role in building what their inspirations might be like and aspirations might be like in the future, whether that's towards consulting, whether that's towards a career in the social impact space or not. And you're also playing an active role in building the impact of these social impact organisations and and charities that these projects are focused on. So on all facets, it's an incredibly valuable experience. It's extremely fulfilling. And the role that you have as an exec really determines what that year looks like for um, people. So... Again, um, I, I think the blog will definitely have a recruitment-centered post by now, but have a read of those descriptions and, and feel free to reach out to any of the directors across the portfolios if you'd like a chat um, about what they do, about the highlights of their role and any of the initiatives that you'd like to air for next year. Kevin, how are we going for time? <laughs>
0: We're going well. Uh, I've just been taking notes mentally this time. I think it's very great information on what you can expect if you want to step up into an exec position for the 2021 to 2022 term. It's like recommendations you were getting from two former executives. We haven't gotten recommendations from you yet, fan. Well, I think I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you today, having launched the podcast initiative, and we get to chat about like the detailed points of 180's journey heading forwards to really wrap up the episode itself. But I would really love to hear your recommendations, Fan, because you have the very privilege to lead the current uh, 180 brand now. So what's your message to current incoming applicants for the exec team?
1: Gosh, that's, that's a great question, Kevin. I think the overarching theme for this, and, and please feel free to stop me if I'm waffling, is that it's such an immense learning experience for most directors that, that are coming on it maybe their first time um, leading a a team or a completely independent work stream, let alone portfolio of initiatives. So working across the board with very, very uh, inspirational and capable team members is a learning experience to inspire your own initiative, for example, even though uh, the president is very externally facing and I guess overall in charge of setting the branch strategy. At the same time, I work very closely with our vice president, Amin Abbas, to determine what our client portfolio looks like for the year. At the same time, I am very lucky to work and meet with everyone on the exec team across the year to talk about all of the initiatives that they're interested in undertaking. And so what I'm trying to say is it's an incredibly collaborative process. And even if you go in and you have an inkling of an idea of a very specific project that you would like to see implemented throughout the year, you have the opportunity to see what's happening in marketing, in consulting, the ins and outs of the entire branch. And that is the joy of working in such a lean team. And it's also the joy of working in a very inspired team where you really do see week by week, uh, the amount of work and dedication people do put into their portfolios to make those initiatives come to light for the branch and for clients. So I'd say that my words of wisdom for any applicants is, is to go in with an open mind and to know that your experience will be very unexpected and there's a lot to learn on the job and that that comes with very uh, unchangeable circumstances like COVID and with the very different visions that other portfolio directors will bring to the role as well. So it's such a joy to work with the entire team and that's also something to just look forward to if, if you're successful for the role.
0: Oh, I have the joy of working with you for the last seven months or so and I really enjoyed it. I think there's we can spend all day today sitting, chatting about all your experiences, the all the stories we have, and all the difficult memories we are to build with 180, but we're almost out of time for this episode. And so I want to stick with per tradition with how we end the 180C podcast with the final reeling question, which is something that is in relation to all of the guests' personal take on a specific topic rather than a professional perspective. And so today's topic, desires. So we're taking a page out of a very well-known series that I think everyone has seen within their lifetime at least once, uh, which is the movie Harry Potter, specifically the first movie. And so the concept I want to steal from that is the Mirror of Erisyn. So for short context, the mirror really shows you your one true desire in life. And in the movie, well, it showed Harry, his parents. And so stealing that concept now, I wanted to impose that onto you guys. If I was to put, the mirror of Erised in front of you guys right now. What do you think the mirror will show you in its reflection and why? And so for this final question, I Jess, I want to swing with you first because I purely know you're a Harry Potter fan.
3: I'm a huge Harry Potter fan, yes. Okay, so I think if I were to be looking in the mirror of said I would see a world where political leaders take climate change seriously and that... Global warming is slowly being eradicated. But for me personally, I want to be content with myself and be at a place where I'm able to make a valuable contribution to society. And so um, I think that would look like me perhaps running a non-for-profit organization centered around women's health, which is an issue I'm really passionate about and very close to me, and or working in advancement because I think it's such a valuable and meaningful career. So that would be me if I looked into the mirror. What about you, Jeff?
2: Uh, thanks, thanks, Jess, very very inspirational. Look, hopefully a world without COVID would be a great start, I reckon. Uh, but outside that, I think we're all green thumbs here, but I, I wanna be part of a far greener world where we've learnt how to effectively tackle climate change and actively taking big steps towards net zero obviously hate hate to be preachy but i do think sustainability is going to dominate conversations in the next few decades but for me dominating conversations isn't enough right there, there needs to be action and hopefully I, i'm i'm in a good position to to help shape that as well and be on an island sipping cocktails in the
0: bahamas would, <laughs> would also be uh, would also be good. Fan you also answering this question by the way
1: Gosh, um, very hard acts to follow and definitely sounding like a broken record when I say that climate change is definitely at the forefront of my mind. I guess to, to build on that in something uh, which 180 really instills in you is that it, it is our responsibility and it's within our capability to work on the causes that matter most to us. So looking into the mirror, I think that would be what I would hope for, that I'm still working on the causes that matter most to me for me right now. obviously, it's sustainability and climate as well. whether that evolves into another sector, we're unsure, but we're open to it and we'll take we'll take it as it comes. Kevin, how about you?
0: Why can't anyone here be like abroad and see them winning the World Cup and being head boy. <laughs> I'll <was> still <laughs> the answer for now. <laughs> yeah, but I'll, I'll take that answer for now. Uh, I think uh, being mysterious as a host is nice. I- I'll tell you guys off camera. Yeah, but I think this is really fun doing this. I'm going to be completely honest. There's not three better people in 180 DC I could have asked for to shoot this episode with me than you guys. So thank you again for sitting down with us. Thank you, Fran, for co hosting this episode with me.
3: Thank you so much for having me.
0: You know,
3: thanks, Tim. Awesome. So, a great chat.
1: Thanks, everyone. And um, please make sure you keep an eye out for our Facebook page and uh, our website. Recruitment will probably have opened by now between the 13th and the 26th of September. Interviews will be from the 27th to October the 10th. In the meantime, feel free to reach out to anyone on the exec team for a chat about any of the portfolios. Otherwise have a wonderful, wonderful day wherever you are and take care.